0: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Remember deep in the trenches of COVID lockdowns when folks were struggling mentally, financially? Some of us picked up hobbies. Lots of us lost or switched our jobs. Personally, I took up landscaping, got really into Top Chef, and applied to grad school. It was bleak. Well, one gal, born and bred here in the South Hills, turned that big ol' rough patch into a thriving and delicious little business on the main drag of Mount Oliver Borough. Today, the CityCast Pittsburgh team is paying a long-overdue in-person visit to the beautiful produce, luscious cheeses, and enthusiastic refrigerators of Megan McGinnis, a.k.a. the Cheese Queen. It's Thursday, July 20th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. So the CityCast Pittsburgh crew needed a little field trip, and we felt like a cheese board would be just the ticket. Um, I'm with Megan McGinnis, the owner of the Cheese Queen and Mount Oliver. Thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you guys for coming. I'm so excited to have you guys here with
1: us.
2: We have got a beautiful spread in front of us, and I can't wait to dig in.
0: Definitely. Um, So uh, Megan, I want to hear a little bit about your family history, because I know you've got a really cool, deep grocery legacy here in town. It's super cool. Um, how did it start and get to this place? Like the McGinnis Sisters is like so well known from so many Pittsburghers.
1: So uh, my grandfather started the business in a fruit stand in the gas station parking lot in Baldwin. <laughs> um, and then he actually opened his brick and mortar right there on Custard Avenue. My grandparents had eight eight children and my grandma used to make all the salads and all the things in her home. And then they would walk them up through the back field and drop them off at um, the store whenever that was okay to do back in the day
0: (laughs) when you say salads do you mean like pittsburgh salads where it's like covered in mayo or yes yes (laughs) yeah
1: like potato salads all of those um things were um the recipes that she um created and then he um opened up another location right there on brownsville road in brentwood and then then he opened the store on 51 and then it um eventually evolved Uh, My dad opened his location in Castle Shannon right there on 88, where Mindful Brewing is um, today. Uh, And him and my uncle opened that and they started their business from a fruit stand and eventually saved all their money from selling Christmas trees and selling fruit to build their own brick and mortar from the ground up. So I uh, grew up in the grocery industry. I thought I was working, but I wasn't working. I was playing hide and seek um, with my sisters and my cousins. That's how um, the
0: entrepreneurial spirit hits a lot of yes, us. I think. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Um, and it was um, definitely an amazing gift to grow up as a McGinnis and to grow up in a small business because there's things that you learn um, in a small business that you won't, you can't learn in college or anywhere else. And it's just things that um, I have taken
0: with me and been able to treasure. Some of it's like hard skills, like, you yes. know, managing, like being a, a, your own accountant and managing an inventory right. and being on time. <laughs> and
1: uh, my grandfather always said, um, if you can do anything right, be on time.
0: Well, so that's the grocery industry writ large, kind of. Uh, yeah.
1: How did you get into cheese? So my mom actually was um, the cheese buyer for my dad's location. And uh, she also was obviously like the cheese manager, cutting the cheese and things. And I just remember standing on a milk cart carton and her um, cutting cheese and wrapping the cheese. And I actually remember the sounds of the wrap and just just everything. And I actually just had a love for cheese. Um, I was actually like six or seven years old and I was eating um, triple cream brie with infused, um, you know, with mushrooms and I was eating uh, blue cheese and I just always, and that's really not normal for like a <laughs> six, seven, eight year old. Um, so eventually, um, Whenever my dad broke away from the business and he started to be the produce buyer for my aunt's locations, I eventually came back to um, work for my aunt's and I was actually um, in the cheese department. I was the specialty grocery buyer and cheese buyer. and um, I mean, I wore many hats, you know, as a like family. You do. Yeah, yeah, right. But I just was uh, had a love for cheese, and my employees at the at our locations had called me the cheese queen, and so did my family. Um, so that's where our name, my name, came.
0: And it's, at its peak, McGinnis Sisters was everywhere. You know, yeah. how many stores right. was it? Total? Three. Three. Okay. I feel like it's word of mouth really traveled all around the city. Uh, I actually drive by a a, a go sign, I guess it would be, uh, of the grocery every day. Yeah,
1: Um, they definitely, uh, the family definitely pioneered the specialty food movement, um, started the farmer's markets, you know, here in Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, they actually, uh, if you take a trip to the Heinz History Center, there's a really cool exhibit down there with our family, some of our artifacts from the stores and a lot of uh, just our story, which is really fun to visit.
0: What does it mean to you to kind of grow up, um, you know, in that shadow and on that stage and to be a part of the food system here locally like that? Uh, I'm
1: just so proud that I, and I'm so proud of my family still. And I just feel very blessed and lucky that I was able to grow up. Um, And here I am, and I'm able to bring Pittsburgh just a small piece of what my family had to offer, even though it's just cheese and charcuterie, but it's definitely a great small piece. This is not a small
0: amount of cheese. Okay, so the whole team is here. Everybody's Mm -hmm. been very quiet, very polite. We're all staring at a lot of cheese. Um, I hear that you have rules to how you put together yeah. your boards yep. uh, would you mind giving us a taste of I, what that is i i would love to so the five
1: steps on putting a charcuterie board together uh properly is first since we're at the cheese queen you always want to place your good stuff which which is the cheese so <laughs> you're going to place your cheese first okay your second is you're going to place your meats third is any fruits and vegetables and olives and pickles is also in that Um, Even though we don't have any on our um, on our board today, those are also in that Um, fourth is going to be any fillers and fillers is always going to be crackers, nuts, chocolates, your jam, your honey, any of those. And then number five is going to be a garnish. Uh, garnish is usually edible flowers. It also can be herbs. Um, let's just talk about herbs really quickly. So, if you are going to use herbs on your charcuterie board, you want to make sure that if you're going to place it back in the refrigerator, that you actually are using hardier herbs, which would be your thyme, your mint um it would be your rosemary your herbs that are a little bit more finicky if you put those in the fridge they're going to wilt would be your basil and yes. your sage so you want to wait until you pull your board actually out to place those as you're right your before
0: serving yes. yeah
1: that makes sense you always want to uh let your charcuterie board at least sit out for 15 minutes um, before serving because you want your um, soft cheeses to kind of get. Um, as as you can see, I'm going to pick this up. It's starting to. Um, We've got half like like a, a nice, wheel of brie here. Yeah, yes. and it's it's. it's,
0: it's it's starting to get, yeah, yeah,
1: it's starting to separate a little bit and it's start, it's starting to get to room temperature where it's getting the creamiest and it's getting, um, in the middle there. Um, it's kind of looking like butter, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when you know that that's a great piece of brie and it's, um, coming to room temperature.
2: I really feel like this is, a piece of art. I mean, we've got so much color here. Would you kind of describe it as like painting
1: a picture? I would, I would. Uh, There's definitely different ways to put together charcuterie board too. Some people like to follow the colors. I like to follow my steps because you'll see why it just eventually all
0: comes together. Mm -hmm. Um, But it definitely
1: is food art.
0: It definitely is yeah and this is i mean this is a lot of food in front of us but it's what like a foot and a half by a foot and a half maybe yeah um i've seen some of your boards out in the wild that are the length of whole tables
1: (gasps) yes that's a grazing table it's actually becoming uh really popular with weddings um, this coming up here in September and October, we have some weddings where we're doing the whole meal and it's just charcuterie. Oh. Um, we also have a September wedding coming up that I'm very excited about where our charcuterie board, instead of them using flowers as their center, centerpiece, <gasps> it's going to be our charcuterie board. Um, I don't on know whose face lit up more, Mallory
0: or Francesca's. <laughs> Mallory's yeah, staying quiet. But Francesca had the deep inhale. <laughs> yeah, I.
1: that is genius. Yes, and I... Um, Um, I said too, when I was talking to the client, I said, oh my gosh, I said this, she just wants everyone to eat family style. One of her favorite things um, was to have a charcuterie board to share with her family. So she wants it to be the centerpiece of their table for the wedding. I will have flower embellishments also with that board from Armful of Flowers. They're one of our trusted partners up here in Mount Washington. So we will have a little bit of flower embellishments there, but the centerpiece will be our charcuterie board
2: i love that so much and i i don't know it feels a little dangerous to me because typically at a pittsburgh wedding i am parked by the cookie table but if yes. there is a charcuterie spread yes. at a table oh my gosh I yes. don't...
1: you have to
0: make choices yeah Francesca. <laughs> and
1: how fun and how fun is it just to sit there with the people you love uh, and to the be able best. to share together and be able to try different pairings um what i love most about grazing tables and also any um charcuterie boards is you Keep going back for more and trying new flavors together, and be able to try new pairings and um, taste just different things. And you just keep going back for new, new, new tastes and, and new you flavors. Have conversations about it too. Yes,
2: you're all of a sudden it's sharing a
1: conversation piece. Like
2: I found this, like I paired this with this, and it's so delicious. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, your whole table is just kind of creating that magic with you. Yes.
0: Yes when it feels like kind of a big step forward too to bring back something like a grazing table where everyone can have a piece here and have a piece there like after three years of a pandemic when i know your business was born yes um to be able to do that feels like kind of momentous to to have that as an option again
1: right right it does and uh when my business was born in covid um, i was just i was trying to kind of bring joy to people um, just because they were stuck at home and i wanted to bring them something special right to their door um, so, you know, so that they could have, uh, like, what we just talked about, kind of a conversation, have something fun, get to laugh a little bit, like, wow, did you try this together? Um, you know, because people were stuck in their homes, and I kind of gave them an experience right there in their living room. And it's expanded quite a bit since then. Tell me how it got its start. I was kind of uh, a stay-at-home mom at that point, and then uh, I started working for Mount Oliver Borough, um, here where my store is, um, planning events. But uh, I turned 40. I had my three-year-old, uh, my three-and-a-half-year-old, and COVID hit. And my husband worked for the travel industry. And um, he was out of work for uh, quite some time because events and travel are those got yeah. hit really hard, Industry industries that got hit really hard. And uh, my husband said to me the day after Thanksgiving, you know, I don't know how we're going to pay our mortgage. And I shift and pivoted and became the cheese queen five days later. Um, And uh, here I am. (laughs) And I'm celebrating my one-year anniversary here in our storefront. And uh, I'm so excited to be able to bring Pittsburgh, uh, like I said, a small piece of Uh, the great service that my family um, gave to Pittsburgh for so many years and the good quality and be able to support other local businesses. And uh, I call them like my business besties. And um, yeah,
0: (laughs) that's kind of incredible. Like so many of us had those hard conversations. Very few of us started a business from scratch five days later.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I share that story, um, with everyone. I'm an open book. Cause I think that if I share my story, it'll help somebody else. It just, it's, it's funny how we can just see something in front of us and say, okay, I'm going to shift and pivot. And, um, here, here we are. Why did the grocery store chain close in 2018? I, I think my aunts kind of, um, and my uncle, they did their dance. They, they were ready to retire. And, um, Anytime you know, you're you moving on kind of in a family business, it's, it's difficult and um, I'm glad that I can share, like I said, in a small piece. Um, would I wanna open a grocery store? No, um, <laughs> but um, I'm glad that I can do this
0: in such a small piece, you know. Totally. Um, and maybe, focus on what I love. Maybe a small blessing too, that that happened That's a right. couple years before the pandemic. Yes. You didn't have to navigate anything yes. like that on top yes. of that. Yes. For sure. Can we try a couple things? Sure. Sure. Uh,
1: what I have for you guys today to try is uh, I have triple cream brie and look at how beautiful like uh, that honeycomb looks on there. It's one of my favorite um, pairings.
0: It's very shimmery almost. Yeah. Honey on there. Yes, absolutely. So what's next?
1: Okay, so we are going to try uh, peppered peach jam. It's our summer favorite, obviously, because it's we're getting into peach season. This is from um, Batch in Saxenburg. We're going to actually have that with this Jarlsberg Swiss. So I'm going to give you guys um, a little dollop on there. Give me cheese. Yeah. Now, this has like a nice sweetness, but then you're going to get that little kick at the end. And this peppered peach um, pairs extremely well um, with all different cheeses. I like to sometimes have this also on our Christmas boards because think about it, ham, right? And then your kind of your glaze, most glazes are peach. And I like to give this on our charcuterie boards because people can have that the next day if they don't finish it they could have a ham sandwich and just put that jam right on top. There you go. And you said this is Swiss cheese. Yes. Isn't it delicious? This is Where are nice. The
0: I know. Where are the holes? <laughs> Isn't it a great pairing? Mm. I feel bad that you're not eating.
1: You know what? I um, I feel bad for myself too.
0: <laughs> One thing I'm struck by, you know, listening to you and looking at this board is that, you know, there's a lot of local love here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I Is Pittsburgh known for its cheese? Because I don't think I've heard a lot about that. Pennsylvania, of course, has a ton of dairies. But yes. Yeah. I don't know as much about the Pittsburgh cheese scene. So I um, I
1: usually source most of my cheeses are European. I don't usually use a lot of local cheeses um, on our boards. Um, I am trying to partner um, up with some local farms and some different things moving forward. Um, with our business as we start to grow. One of our goals, because um, we're organically growing, obviously, because I'm a mom and I have my girls at home and um, I'm trying take to take slow. the balance, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, is I would love to get involved with with um, selling cheese eventually um, here and being able to o- to offer some of those local local farms and different things.
0: And I understand you're also getting some more education um, as if growing yes. up in a grocery family wasn't yes. enough.
1: Yes. That is going to be starting um, hopefully in January or February.
0: I didn't realize that there was an official certification process yes. to be a quote unquote cheesemonger. Yes.
1: There is an official um, process. Um, we Googled it. It is so intense. It's, it's very it's intense. so many
0: hours. It's like so many Like <laughs>
1: hours. Yes. But um, education is always good. Um, and if I learned anything from my family, they were always um, sending us for continued education um, and different things like that. So I'm pretty excited about um, going to do that. What yeah. will being an official cheesemonger allow you to do? How will it change your job at all? Well, um I think that, you know, for me, it just is, it's the certification. And obviously I have the background and I know about different cheeses and I learned a lot uh, working with my family, but it's just taking it to the next
0: level. Yeah. I did a wine class some years ago and I remember the thing, people were like, oh, did it change your opinion about like what you liked? And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, but it helped me understand why I like what
1: I like. Right, right. And it gives you the education too. Um, And then I want to actually, I want to be able to share that with, with others and, um, hold some different classes here, um, at the cheese queen based off of that information and, uh, help them become an expert too. Very cool. Um, so I think we have one more cheese
0: or two on this plate. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really am excited about, uh, having you guys, you guys look at how, isn't that, Um, Port wine, she's just beautiful. Yeah, she's purple, she's white. She's marbled. (laughs) Yeah, you're just going to fall in love. um, I get the whole chunk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You're just going to fall in love with the sweetness. Um, It has like a nice flavor, doesn't it? It has like a nice sweet, but then you can taste. The port wine there at the end wow. a lot of my uh my customers love that and it's such a be- it gives such a beautiful presentation on on a mm-hmm. charcuterie board I feel like it looks like like a
2: beautiful countertop <laughs> like, it does yeah, <laughs> <eclectic> yeah. one <laughs> yeah it
1: almost tastes a little bl- like a hint of blueberry I agree yes I yeah agree. that's that port wine you know that you're tasting there
2: I've only historically really um drink wine
1: with my cheese. I don't think I've ever had a a wine cheese. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's, um, it's one of my favorites. It's definitely, and it's definitely a crowd pleaser, especially with our customers. When you order a board, um, here, here at, at the cheese queen, we, um, include a card that we talk about the cheeses that you have, because I like to give you the info in case you want to go out and, and be mm-hmm. able to purchase it yourself. Right. We also talk about the accompaniments that are going to be on there and what pairs really well together, so that you can kind of read your card, especially if you're having like a girls' night or you're sitting there with family, um, so that you can kind of chat about what's what what, what you're doing, because um, it's kind of like like a like a whole um, experience that we're that we're giving you. But um, talking about different cheeses uh, helps me talk to the customer because. Say uh, you don't like blue cheese. I always say to the customer, try it and try it with this. And then sometimes it totally changes the customer's outlook on what they're tasting because they think of blue cheese as just being crumbles and Mm -hmm. stinky and dry. And that's really not what all blue cheeses are like. They've not had the best version. They haven't had the best version.
2: So bring us home. We've got one more cheese uh, Mm
1: -hmm. on this plate. And you said. And this is just a regular. We are just going to try this creamy pepper jack. Um, But I do. I want you to try it with the cocktail cucumber. Is like a little. Mm -hmm. Is is a one bite. Um, So I'm going to give you guys a piece of that right on there. Mm.
0: I love cucumber so much. Uh, The reason
1: why I paired that with the cucumber is it's. It's cooling that spiciness of the, the pepper jack down. And it's a pretty mild pepper jack overall. It is a pretty, yeah. yeah and it's, it's a very creamy, creamy pepper jack. It is. Yeah, it's delicious. I noticed we kind of started off sweet and ended spicy. Is that yeah. like kind of what you would recommend? So uh, when you're designing your charcuterie board, um, I recommend starting with soft And then working your way kind of in a clock so i i always do soft then semi-soft then um you could also add in there like another semi-soft and then getting to your harder cheeses and then going repeating that (laughs) kind of in um, a clock version but uh there's no rhyme or reason why we tasted what we did i just like thought that if we ended with that nice cool cucumber for you guys with that crunch it Mm -hmm. just was icing on the cake how do you figure out like how many cheeses to serve is it like x number per
2: person
0: or when you're figuring out Mm. what variety to choose so and the accoutrement too
1: right so i um with a board like this little this board in front of us like this would feed four to six a a good ratio um i try to do for feeding four to six people on this board is i like to do um, three to four cheeses i like to at least do two meats um I also like to do at least 3 to 4 fruits, two veggies on there, um whether that's olives and pickles and um tomatoes, um and then also keeping in mind um the pairings as well.
0: So it's really about the variety.
1: Yeah, it is about the variety, I think. The variety is the spice of life. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, thank you so much oh for gosh, letting thank us you guys. come down. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I loved having you guys anytime.
2: Thank you for this delicious spread.
1: You're so welcome.
0: Some news before you go. Get ready for a tie in the Pennsylvania House. Another one. Democrat Sarah Enamorado has resigned so she can pursue her campaign here locally to be the next Allegheny County executive. This new lockup comes amid another budget impasse, but the even split between the parties may not have that much of an effect. The Speaker of the House has scheduled another special election for September 19th that will be a week ahead of when House members are returning to Harrisburg. And if this episode made you hungry, you can celebrate the Cheese Queen's first birthday in person at the Queen's Night Market. It's tonight at 6 p.m. in Mount Oliver. The Cheese Queen herself will be there, and so will her friends from Polska, Alaska, Armful of Flowers, Brown Bear Bread, Ripepi Winery, and so many more. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, we hope you'll let someone know. Good word of mouth is how I find all my favorite podcasts. So we really appreciate it when people say nice things to their friends and family and neighbors. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. I'm going to smell my cheese at, at tables and in public from now on. This is great. You don't already? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. You'll know City Cast in the wild if you ever see us <laughs> sniffing our cheese.